You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls of all ages. This is Locked and Loaded. I am Roger B., and you're listening to America's Web Radio. Gun enthusiast everywhere. That's right. Or even uh, if you're a gun hater, you can still listen. Oh, you can listen. We're going to make fun of you, though. In fact, you, I welcome if your comments more than anybody else's. If, if you're a gun <laughs> hater, please go on the live right now and send us your comments. <laughs> yes, by all means. I'm willing to have a civil discussion with anybody <laughs> about Second Amendment rights and why they're so important. Yeah. Because if you think about it, the First Amendment relies so heavily on the Second, because without the Second, who's going to stand up and say, oh, wait, we have a right to assemble? Oh, wait, but you can't assemble because oh, that violates social distancing. Oh, God. So they're violating the Constitution in order to protect us from a virus that has a 0.3% mortality rate among, informed, yeah. among people with underlying conditions. There are studies now that are showing it's 0.1. And yeah. we... Destroyed an economy. Destroyed an economy for it for something that's less deadly than the common flu. Yep. Well, I hope these numbers keep coming out. And you know, and I understand they didn't know. They were trying to. They were guessing. They China wasn't being forthcoming with information. The health organization was lying. Who? The World Health. Were they lying or did they just uh, not know? No, they were lying. They oh. were in. They were in. Uh, you know the cahoots, cahoots. the collu- collusion <laughs> word. They were in total collusion with China. Oh, that's pretty sad. That I did not hear. Oh yeah. my goodness, pretty, pretty sad. Pretty but sad. I don't think. Yeah, that's but I don't think. Them. I don't think we knew in the United States. No, we didn't. We but. They were giving us numbers that we, were completely unrealistic. But look, it's coming from a communist nation. We should have all. You never believe a word that comes out of a. Communist it's like you know when you when you carry a gun. You don't necessarily carry a twenty-two when you think it's going to be okay, and then you carry a bigger one, you think you're going to be in trouble. Right. You don't know. So you carry what you want to carry all the time all as your time. standard, regular gun, and you hope that's going to be enough for whatever comes. Exactly. And it, now, if things get bad or you see violence in the streets or civil unrest, then you may up your game. You may carry a gun, a backup gun, a couple extra mags. You know, you may... You may Bump your carry status up a little bit. I, you know, I, I'll say I'll adjust certain <laughs> ways depending on the area I might be visiting. Right, certain certain uh, parts of town tend yeah. to have a reputation for being less safe. If I go to the Chicago part of downtown Atlanta, <laughs> I'm going to be well equipped. <laughs> the south saying. side of yeah. Chicago's section of Atlanta. Yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah. You know, I'm going to I'm going to make sure I have enough to. Um, Suppress any on any fire coming towards me, so I can remove myself from right, the situation. Right, right, exactly. And th- that, that that's what EDC is all about: everyday yeah. carry. Yeah, and it's not just about the guns either. I've actually been over this before. You should carry a knife. You should carry something oh. to tell time with, some sort Absolutely. of flashlight, whether it's on your phone or a separate flashlight. You know, if there's key tools, you should carry those. Yeah, there you go. Legendary Dave has a knife. I That's bet right. it's from Texas. Yeah, but every everybody should. I mean, every man should carry a knife according yeah, to, absolutely. what's his name, uh, General Mattis. Mad Dog Mattis. Mad Dog Mattis. He said, you should always carry a knife in case you have to cut a cheesecake or stab somebody in the throat. Or stab somebody <laughs> in the throat. <laughs> or clean your nails. Or, or clean, clean your nails. Yes. Yeah, you know, For, I, you know I, it seems I, to me I, like... Most I, men will carry a knife. Now, I some women uh, will carry a knife, too. And that, to me, is just, it's sexy. I'm sexy. sorry. 
it is. Is that, is that a knife, or are you just happy to see me? <laughs> girl wearing a pair of jeans with a little knife tucked in her pocket. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> What's that lump in your... No, no, no stop that. <laughs> oh, we're about to take this show hey, uh, in a direction. I, Roger, are you aware of... Uh, our uh, reward that we're giving away. I have a feeling I'm about to be. Why don't you explain? <laughs> <laughs> no, Me you too. are aware of the fact that um, the JC Healing Wall was vandalized uh, over the this past weekend, and um, that's a 50% replica of the Vietnam Wall in Washington D.C. The JC Wall traveled all over the United States. 50%. Uh, Size of the now what kind of, what kind of damage was done? Do we? Uh, yeah, we they uh, for lack of better words, and it, obviously it wasn't a key, but it was some some tool that they, they used. Scratched they it scratched up? through all of the panels, which will now have to be totally redone. And they broke some of the panels, so they were using a yeah. hammer, and maybe they used the claw part of the hammer to do the scratching with. I, nobody knows. Uh, what kind of motive uh, could somebody possibly have to damage a memorial? You know, they obviously are sick individuals. That, they probably uh, go to cemeteries and knock over gravestones. Yeah, for laughs. Oh, man, but, that's... Uh, yeah, it's, it uh, was sickening, but we are... We have started a... Reward and uh, America's Web Radio is the first to pitch in. We've got other businesses. Uh, Morgan uh, Products Specialties is uh, contributing, and a number of other businesses. And if you'd like to contribute, just call and make a pledge to America's Web Radio that uh, you're good for 200, 500, whatever it is. We're up to about $3,000 now for information <laughs> leading to the arrest. And conviction and removal. The, oh no! Wait, sorry. <laughs> and if you've got an oak tree, we'll use that. Too. <laughs> no. An elimination uh, and a shovel. And <laughs> but no, if you, our thing is information leading to the arrest and conviction of those responsible for vandalizing the Johns Creek Healing Wall. And I guess the sad part is, and I don't know if I've told this story, but the. Didn't they just um, arrive there? Yeah, really well, they've they've just finished they just finished putting it up in oh. its entirety and about to have the ribbon ceremony. But uh, one of the one of the gentlemen that has been on and and is very active, named Roger Wise, uh, he was at the wall. Walked up and there was a, a lady there and a and a younger man. And he was the younger man. Looked up and said, "Aren't you Roger Wise?" And he said, "Yes, I am." And he said, "Well." I just met my father for the first time today. Oh, wow. And he had been there and, and found his father's name on the wall. And uh, he, uh, the husband had gone to Vietnam right after uh, the baby boy was born, and uh, they never really met. And, wow. Uh, you know, if that doesn't bring a lump in your throat. Right. And this is what this wall is all about. And for somebody to be... Such a crud, such a jerk, such an idiot that to destroy something that means so much to so many Vietnam veterans, it's been a yeah. There's no excuse for that. Been I'm a sorry. closure, and I will say that I'm working with the uh, Johns Creek Police and and other veterans that uh, live in the area, and the next time around. 
they might have a surprise waiting on them. That would be spectacular to see people like that brought to justice. Mm-hmm. Good thing, unfortunately, it won't be cowboy justice, but, you know, hey, because, you know, they hang horse thieves, don't they? <laughs> yeah, they do. But I'm going to run. We're, we're going to run up to Baltimore, Maryland real quick and check the story up there. Yeah, here we go. I need okay. the exercise. Yes, let's go. soccer because the government <laughs> deems being outside is unhealthy. Oh, if you're standing next to one people. One more time, Victor let you down. Uh-oh. He did? Yeah, he doesn't have the roll of toilet paper with him. Oh, <laughs> yeah, well. But so we go to Baltimore, and there was a situation there where officers were patrolling right before 5 p.m., when they came upon a 16-year-old holding what appeared to be a gun. And they said the boy was engaged in some sort of incident. I don't know what that means. Does that mean he was pointing it at somebody? Was he doing something? Apparently, they confronted him, and he went to show them the gun, saying it's not dangerous, and he went to show it to him, and, of course, he showed it to him by pointing it at the officers. So, of course, the officers responded in kind by pulling weapons and firing upon him. Now, one officer hit him in the arm, Thank goodness, only in the arm, 16-year-old kid. Then they went over, retrieved the the quote-unquote weapon. Turns out it was a replica gun. It wasn't real. But still, how does, I mean, and that's got to be something that's, I mean, for a cop, that's just ridiculously hard to do. You come across somebody holding what looks like a gun. You don't have time to decide. Is that real? Is it not real? Is it? Well, um, is he going to kill me just, with it? Just put yourself, I mean, this is what listeners need to do because, you know, I've heard people talk about this this kind of thing because this happened before. Oh yeah, put many times. Put yourself in the shoes of an officer in a time that we've gone through, especially in the last administration, where uh, cops were a target just for right. being a uh, just for a, being a law enforcement law officer. Enforcement officer, you were a target. So you're walking up to any scene and somebody points a gun and and look, you've got seconds to make an assessment. Not sometimes, not even not that even long. Sometimes that long, yeah. Sometimes the red tip. You know, I don't know if it was it on. I don't know if it was it. on the gun or not, or they didn't see it. I mean, that would make a difference if it was there. We don't know what kind of replica it was, though. Yeah. You know, not all the replica guns have the red tips. The airsoft guns normally do. It doesn't say whether it's an airsoft gun or not. You know, speaking of replica, somebody took a Glock and actually customized it to look like a Nintendo. Yes, I've seen that one. Yes, that's kind of. I mean, that's going the complete other way. Complete other way. That's right. And someone had a CZ Scorpion and they decked it out to look like a unicorn, (laughs) and the horn coming out of the head was the 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 barrel, barrel. (laughs) (laughs) and it was painted all kinds of pretty colors. Some unicorn magic dust. It had pink and purple and green and yellow. I don't know if you brought it in or not but there was another uh, officer killed really yeah within either last night or yesterday no, but i didn't hear about that yeah that area. was here here in, in the metro area not in georgia no, no, no. it was in uh Ch- chicago no i don't know there's uh, a website called law enforcement today and they will show yeah, you we'll every to, law uh, enforcement officer that gets shot or yeah, gets I'll killed look, i'll look it up real quick What's in the course called? of a week continue What's it called? Anyway, law enforcement what? Law enforcement today. Twenty-one year veteran, I believe I heard. Yeah, but it's it's weird because Baltimore has some odd rules about replica guns, and you know, it just seems odd that you know they these kids would not be taught if you see a police officer while you're holding anything that could resemble a weapon, you put it down, you hold your hands up, you don't point it at somebody to show it to them, and that's just common sense. And I wonder if this has come about because people are so freaked out about weapons that they don't teach their kids about guns, rules, you know, things to do, things not to do. 
It just seems like if he had had any kind of instruction, even with a fake gun, as it, don't point it at somebody, be careful when you're outside with it, you know, don't play with it in the street, waving it at cars, you know, just common sense things that a parent should have told him. Now, thank goodness, in this situation, he wasn't killed. He could have been. But they shot and wounded him in the arm, so he will live to hopefully learn a valuable lesson. So and there no was, nonsense. just let me jump in here, Ron. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, a detective in New Jersey uh, was shot while investigating a trailer park home invasion. I'm not sure <laughs> if he uh, Trailer park home invasion. He can't help but chuckle. Ooh. I'm not sure the outcome, though. It doesn't really say right here. I'd have to get into it more, but there was a New Jersey officer who was shot. Uh, investigating a yeah. park home invasion. That, that it happens, unfortunately. I mean, you know, home invasions are a tough one. The only thing worse than that for most police officers is a domestic dispute. Yeah, because they have no idea no what they're walking idea into. What they're walking at. True. They don't know if it's a wife with a rolling pin or a guy with a shotgun. <laughs> they don't right. know what's going on in there yet. Oh, there and uh, there was a man arrested for shooting two officers. One uh, killing one. Yeah, I mean that's the, the, it happens every week. There's officers that that go down. This is a job that I would not want for any amount of money, <laughs> to, just to be to put yeah. be put in these situations where you have to be so careful. Hmm. Because I mean, yeah, if it was just a matter of anybody looks bad, you shoot them. That'd be easy. It'd be like well, playing a video game. Well, imagine. You I mean you, you're you're it's a lose lose situation almost every time for a cop because if you profile, oh, that's wrong. If you're reacting with somebody being violent towards you, oh, that's wrong. You overreact. I mean, it's, right. it's crazy. Everybody and here, someone points a replica gun. How is he supposed to know? And there's people go, he should know the difference between a toy gun and a real gun. Yeah. In half a second, he's supposed to make that assessment. Make, right. When this kid turns around and points the and gun points towards it. him, yeah. it's just I, – I, I, I want to take anybody who says that and then let's put them in an environment. Put them in a simulator and them. see how many times they see. make a mistake. Exactly right. Yep. Put him in there and see. I mean, but it's just it's 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 he was so lucky the policeman shot him in the arm. I don't know if that's what he was aiming for or not. Right. <laughs> they didn't say that. I don't know if they he's probably not he, ta- taking interviews right now, but I'd like to know who he was wind. who he was aiming for, but what he was aiming for. I mean, maybe he saw it was a young kid and said, you know, let me take a chance and see if I can put him down rather than kill him. Mm-hmm. But apparently, you know, hopefully this kid will learn a lesson from this. But that's something that, like I said, cops have to make those decisions day in and day out every day in a a split second. Even when they pull for simple traffic violations, they they don't know what they're walking into. Right. And especially if someone's fumbling around, it's at night, they're reaching under the seat, they're trying to grab something off the other seat. I mean... When you get pulled over by the police, I found the best thing to do is put your hands on the steering wheel, fingers in the air, so they yeah. can see your hands. Yeah, let them see your hands, no doubt. Don't be, you know, you know don't if, give a cop a heart. And if you can, as before he gets to the car, you pull out your wallet or your license and you set it on the dashboard and wait for him to come ask for it. Yeah, exactly. So that way you can say, I'm reaching, my wallet is right there. He can see it. Yeah. You go into it, hold it high enough so he can see. Yeah. I mean, make I, these guys feel comfortable right. and let them know you're concerned you're about concerned their welfare their safety as and well you don't want to provoke them in any way, and that usually leads to a much better result. Well, you know, that's, there's a lot to be said for even if you didn't do anything wrong or you feel like you didn't do anything wrong, but look, if you got pulled over, you got pulled over, you got to go through the song and dance. Yeah, I've had it happen to me before. It's better to be nice. What do we always say, Roger? Be nice. Be nice. We will let you know (laughs) when it's time not to be nice. Yes, and with the police, there's rarely a time (laughs) until after you talk to your lawyer. Exactly, until after you talk to your lawyer. But, I mean, that's that's something. Now, could you imagine if this was a situation where a civilian was involved? 
Mm-hmm. And some kid was waving a, ki- a gun around, and some civilian yeah, shot him. Civilian shot him, yeah. I mean, that would just be, it would be that much worse with that. That's yeah. why I say, every bullet you fire hmm. in a situation like that has a lawyer attached to it. Yeah. <laughs> so It does. Be, Especially I mean, if you're a Second Amendment-loving citizen, look, it's not uh, the, the media is after you, the Democrats are after you, so any little thing you do is going to be scrutinized. Right, and, and a lot of guys out there have that warrior mentality where they want to protect those weaker, they want to help those who need help. But you have to be so careful being a civilian in this situation because you make a wrong decision and they will come down on you so hard. It's It has to make you think about it. And I wonder how many times people walk by or pass by somebody in need thinking, you know what, I could help, but what if something goes wrong? What if I get in trouble? What if I make a wrong decision? You know, There was even a doctor once who was sued because he stopped on the side of a road to help an accident victim. And he used some sort of makeshift device to get done what he needed to do. And they sued him for endangering the patient's life by not waiting for the proper equipment to arrive. Hmm. And then I think they finally got off because they realized if they had waited for the proper equipment, the patient would be dead. <laughs> so, you know, it's just it's so it's so scary that people are so litigious about everything. So it's Look, like we're I mean, you talk about a litigious society, Roger. We're trying to reopen some states, and let's just—we're here in Georgia, so let's use Georgia as yeah, an example. Okay, we're trying to reopen some stores, and you've got Democrats across this state that are already telling store owners, "We will aid in the suing and suing you if somebody comes to us and say they got the virus for, by going into your store because you opened." Because they risk it's pretty messed it. yeah, up. That's ridiculous. I mean, it's really, really. If people don't see the agenda here. Uh, so if I were a store owner uh, like uh, uh, Appalachian Gun and Pawn, which, Roger, I told you about. Well, now, now, they are approved would, by Department of well, Homeland Security. They, they are. Open, they are. So, yeah. But I would still, They're essential. I would still <laughs> have a waiver and let everybody sign it. Come into right. the store, sign this waiver. Let you go into Home Depot having to sign the waiver before you yeah, walk in. I mean, I hope this doesn't right. change the landscape of our country to where we, we become so paranoid of this stuff that it just it drives us into our homes every Every nine months when we have a new influenza virus come out, everyone's going to be shut down, locked in. I hate to say it, but the precedent has been set. And it pains me even more that it was the Trump administration that set this precedent. Yeah, well, because all presidents, regardless um, of parties, make mistakes. If you're one, well, that's just true. But if you're wondering why the Democrats push so hard for it, is because they wanted the precedent set. But it's funny because when it first started, they didn't press that hard. Nancy Pelosi telling everybody, come no, on down yeah, to Chinatown. Yeah, Let's yeah, go. Don't yeah. worry about this. It's well, nothing, we, nothing yeah. to see here. Yeah, no, we went over the timeline. But once once this was developed into what it became, that's when you saw the agenda come out. And it was so funny how all these people who never would have thought of owning a gun, all of a sudden <laughs> they see a possibility for civil unrest or mm-hmm. food shortages or and whatever. They all want guns. Everybody wants a gun. All right, we're going to be right back in a couple of minutes after a few messages. This is America's Web Radio. I'm Roger B., and this is Locked and Loaded. If your health insurance premium is more than your mortgage, Ellen Deal with Ideal Solutions is here to help. Whether you're a small business owner, individual, family, or baby boomer, email MAGA45CAG at gmail.com, and I'll respond with three easy questions to help you determine if you can get away from Obamacare. As a 20-year veteran of the insurance industry, I'm here to help with all your insurance needs. Email Ellen Deal at MAGA45CAG at gmail.com. The disease of addiction is a life-altering challenge, not just for the person suffering its effects, but also for the family and friends who support and love the one caught in its grasp. 
What should be the course of treatment? Who is the best person to render treatment? And what is the best place to go for the care that is needed? We know that you want answers to these and many more questions. Call 770-696-9862 and speak to a representative of the Atlanta Healing Center. They can tailor a program specifically designed to address the needs of the person suffering with an addiction or give you guidance as to where that help may be found. Information is the key, and the trained staff at AHC is here to assist. If you wish, you can also get more information on the website located at www.AtlantaHealingCenter.com. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Okay, folks, we're back on Locked and Loaded with Mr. Roger B. and and his sidekick, <laughs> Red Rider. <laughs> You'll shoot your eye out. I like yeah, it. Be careful with that BB. <laughs> anyway, um, I just wanted to remind everybody that May the 7th, at 10 minutes after 10, we have Dr. Nicole Sapphire. And you may know her name from Fox and Friends. She's been a contributor there, and uh, she's going to be on America's Web Radio. And we'd like a big audience for Nicole Sapphire when she's on talking to us about her new book, Let's Make America Healthy Again. And there's a lot to that. Uh, Our good friend now and uh, Kung Fu Master, that's what he's all about, is making America healthy again and doing it yourself. And uh, so... Listen to him and listen to uh, Dr. Sapphire. Also, one more request, uh, and this is basically to veterans because I know how much you all love it. And uh, the Johns Creek Healing Wall, which is a 50% replica of the Vietnam Veterans Wall in Washington, D.C., this is the wall that traveled all over the United States, bringing closure and bringing feeling of many veterans uh, forward about Vietnam, but it was vandalized over this past weekend, and I started a reward campaign, and uh, we're up to about $3,000 now, and if you'd like to uh, contribute, just um, call and tell us how much you, uh, you'll be good for when, if and when we need to ask for it. So, that's uh, the Johns Creek Healing Wall needs your help. And if you're a Vietnam veteran, you know what it means. Now, has anybody started a fund for the restoration from the damage done? Well, it's all going to sort of be in the same pot. But, bu- bucket uh, there, okay. Uh, I'd ask someone at the table to uh, start a GoFundMe, but I don't think that someone has... Is he here with us? <laughs> oh, I thought he was talking about our... our Tech wizard. Ah, oh, our tech wizard. No, our Mr. Our little wizard. Oh, <laughs> hey, now that, that that's discriminatory. Uh, that could have more than one meaning. <laughs> no, anyway, uh, we will probably do a GoFundMe. Is that the, the damage is, uh, I'm guessing. Well, it was damaged from one end to the other, and the hmm. way it's uh, constructed, they have to redo the panels. They can't just take them and clean them up and whoever did this is one sick puppy i don't care whether they're 18 years old or 80 years old um yeah there's no excuse for that 
I mean, just have respect for, for, if nothing else, your parents should have taught you. If it's not yours, you don't touch it unless you have permission. And I'm sure nobody gave this guy permission to go tear this thing apart. <laughs> that's just that's just being uncivilized, disrespectful, showing no integrity whatsoever. But they, if they want to come back, they're welcome to come. Yeah. Well, give us about one more. Give us about one more weekend. We'd love for to you to you back. Re- yeah. have a return visit, and um, you might be surprised. Yeah. Okay. Well, now we're going to go from Baltimore to Fresno. We're hey, another from one cesspool to another. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. Sorry, my bad. My bad. I'm gonna be nice. From one coast to the other, sea to shining sea. Remember. Some liberal seed <laughs> But anyway, this is a story about police officers. They performed a traffic stop on a guy. We're not going to say his name because he's a scumbag. We can just call him Mr. Scumbag. Scumbag. So Mr. Scumbag was pulled over, and he jumped out of the car, started firing rounds at police officers with a sawed-off shotgun. And then, apparently, they took off running after that. Do we know what the distance was that he was shooting this? No, but when he started shooting, the officers took cover behind their vehicle. Excellent. And he started running and then began firing at officers while he was running. (laughs) So the officers had returned some fire. And then the armed suspects now is fleeing on foot, but a legally armed Good Samaritan stepped up to help the police. The individual brandished the gun at him, fearing for his safety, and the citizen also shot at our suspect. Excellent. Did anyone hit the suspect? The Good Samaritan fired rounds at the scumbag, who dropped to the ground when he was struck, but then quickly got up and ran again. Uh, apparently, uh, the moral here is the... Double lost, tap. Yes, yes. <laughs> Rule number two. <laughs> Double tap. Double tap. So he fled to a nearby apartment complex, tried to force his way into a home there. That's where a second good Samaritan appeared to foil his plan. This man tackled the armed suspect to the ground and held him there until the police came and caught him. Well, they took him into custody. He was transported to the hospital with a gunshot wound to the chest. So apparently somebody was on target with that. Yeah, he was on target. Uh, you know, you can also double tap with your fist. So I hope the second good Samaritan put a few extra bruises in there. A few extra, <laughs> oh, few yeah. extra restraints on. <laughs> you brought up a, uh, a good subject. Uh, I have. Or a subject. I that. Yeah. Um, we had uh, we had the Marietta it. police chief on not not too long ago. Okay. A couple months ago, and um, the the host at the time brought up the subject about if you're driving down the road and uh, someone is attacking a cop. You know, the cop pull a driver over for whatever reason. And an altercation and, ensues. And an altercation ensued. What do you do if you're run a passer over the assailant. <laughs> Run over the assailant. Run over the assailant. Well, uh, you know, the, he went into it pretty clearly about, you know, if, if you carry, uh, go up and yell, I carry, I carry, you know, and let the cop I'm know that... Mm-hmm. Who you are and what you're doing there, and I'm sure judicious marksmanship would be appreciated in that situation. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> you know, and uh, that's they the s- uh, they would appreciate your help. Yep. So you don't just drive by and wave. If you see a cop that's in trouble, if he's in trouble, stop get out and help. help. Yeah, you know, uh, Harold Dennis, who's running for sheriff, who was in here, said the same thing. Yeah, he said that the 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 cops very much welcome the help but you've got to announce and let you know let them know your intentions right and you can't just run up waving a gun because it might think you're one of the bad guys because when his backup gets there they're not gonna know (laughs) who's who yeah yeah and 
You know, and it doesn't even have to be with a gun either. No, you know, you can just bat? you can just tire General iron? Mattis stab him in the throat. Uh, the automobile <laughs> itself. <laughs> Like I said, <laughs> run, run over. them over. <laughs> yeah, but that's, I mean, this is great, though, because this story ended up with a happy ending. I mean, the guy was taken into custody. The only one shot was a suspect, so that was good. And the fact that these other people jumped in to help him without hesitation yeah, is, great. is yeah. spectacular. I like to hear those stories. Yeah, I would prefer mm. double tapping, but hey. Yeah, you would prefer if he was DRT, but, you know. <laughs> yes, I would. That's dead right dead there for right you right just to there. know. I would have preferred yeah. if he had it taken now, his celestial dirt nap. At this time, it wasn't clear who hit the, the suspect, whether he was shot by the police or he was shot by the armed and citizen. you know they're going, me, 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 me. <laughs> Everybody wants credit for that one, yes. I got him. <laughs> but the guy, the sc- Mr. Scumbag, was charged with attempted murder on a police officer and felon in possession of a firearm. So he was a felon. He was a felon. So he's breaking the law even having the weapon. Oh, yep. And uh, But the other, the, the Good Samaritan was... Not detained at all. Probably thanked on the back. Bought a beer at the local bar, I hope. Yes. Because uh, he deserved that for sure. Absolutely. I mean, putting himself. And the guy who tackled the armed suspect without having a gun. Awesome. All right. We're going to be right back for more Locked and Loaded. You're listening to America's Web Radio. If your health insurance premium is more than your mortgage, Ellen Deal with Ideal Solutions is here to help. Whether you're a small business owner, individual family, or baby boomer, email MAGA45CAG at gmail.com, and I'll respond with three easy questions to help you determine if you can get away from Obamacare. As a 20-year veteran of the insurance industry, I'm here to help with all your insurance needs. Email Ellen Deal at MAGA45CAG at gmail.com. In 2009, the membership organization Docs for Patient Care was founded. People all around the country wanted to participate in the efforts of this group, and they wanted to join, but they were unable to do so unless they were physicians. It's for this reason that the Docs for Patient Care Foundation was created. Now, everyone can join the fight and become a member of an organization created by doctors for patients dedicated to fighting for your health care freedom and preserving the doctor-patient relationship. While you're at your computer, please go to www.docs4patientcarefoundation.org. That's www.docs4patientcarefoundation.org and make a tax-deductible donation and join the fight along with us. Thank you. Get your pen and paper ready. If there's a move in your near future, I'm here to tell you that the folks I used and now recommend is Around Town Movers. Timothy and the guys recently moved me, and I am and was totally satisfied with a sometimes not-so-fun experience moving. Call Timothy at 770-378-4708 and make it a good move and a good experience. Around Town Movers for that local or cross-country move. Timothy, Around Town Movers, in my opinion, are the best. That's Around Town Movers. Call them. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And we're back. I'm Roger B. This is Locked and Loaded, and you're listening to America's Web Radio. And to my right is on loan to us from On Point with Victor, Yay. No. Victor Armendariz himself. 
is hanging out with us, talking talking self defense, Second Amendment, gun stuff. Yeah. Now where are we going to go? Now we're going to Indiana. Now we're going to stop in the middle. Hey, a red state. Yeah. Well, sometimes for for the most part, <laughs> maybe it's pink. It's <laughs> a little purplish. Depends on what part you're in. Yeah. Right. Look, but, uh, the the local mayors can wreak havoc in a good state. Local mayors can wreak havoc anywhere. Yeah. Well, that's <laughs> what I mean. Yeah. Yes, but this was a guy. Okay. This is a gentleman found himself at an intersection early Friday morning. Saw and Mr. Scumbag saw the opportunity to pounce on an idling car while no one else was around. And Scumbag was armed with a gun in a tre- attempt to rob Mr. Parkhurst. However, Mr. Parkhurst was not a sitting duck waiting to be a victim. When when Scumbag tried to rob him, Parkhurst drew his own firearm, and before Scumbag could react. Parkhurst got off several rounds striking his target. <laughs> Whoops. Sounds like Parkhurst double tap. Yes, he did. Several rounds, so who knows? That would be not be the that would be exactly the surprise you would hope to get from him. So shocked he didn't have time to react and you pump a few rounds into him to put him down. So Scumbag was lying in the street bleeding. Mr. Parkhurst called 911, waited for the police and ambulance to arrive. He cooperated with the police and was taken back to the station for questioning. He was later released and not under arrest. This is now be considered, being considered a self-defense shooting. So at least Indiana d- d- did it right there. Didn't You know, they had to make sure it wasn't some sort of altercation that, you know, was people were making up stories and had a fight or something and trying to blame somebody for something that it was truly an attempted robbery gone wrong. So, and this is the kind of thing where you wonder if you're sitting in your car, you know, and everyone says, oh, I'd shoot the shit out of them. <sighs> shoot the shoot out of them. Anyway, but you, you, you get in that situation and you're being threatened, a gun in your face or a gun coming up to the side of your window and, and you panic, your adrenaline starts to flow, your vision narrows, your fine motor skills disappear. And it's so hard to train for this kind of thing. But there are places you can go and get some realistic training. I've been to some ranges where they set up doors you, you kick in. Targets are on the other side. Some of them are holding Coke cans. Some of them are holding weapons. You have to make that split-second decision and decide who you're going to shoot and who you're not going to shoot. Hmm. And this this is the kind of training. That's so it's hard to find good stuff like this, but it's out there. And it's very realistic in the way they do it. Are they Chinese? Well, some of the targets might be made in China. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I mean, are, are they just regular Chinese that might be holding a Coca-Cola can and you shoot them? I think it's a camera. <laughs> oh, camera. <laughs> yes. No, but... <laughs> the drones being used to spy on Americans are from China. But I did one scenario where they actually had 3D models of people. So they had 3D hands in them, and they put different things in their hands. Awesome. And you'd have to make that decision so when you bust decision. the room in. Yeah. And and they would change it up. Mm-hmm. So each time someone would go in there, they'd change it up. And some guy might be holding a cell phone and a, and, you know, or a Coke can or a gun. And you have to make that decision. And your time determined how quick you were able to assess that and how accurate you were shooting. Mm. So that's, I mean, this I is, like this guy apparently, um, Mr. Parkhurst was prepared. He was ready. He was not going to be made, made a victim of that day. I like it. While Mr. Scumbag. Apparently thought he was going to have an easy I just time hope, of this. I just hope Parkhurst looked at Scumbag at some point and said, "Not today. Forget you. Not today." <laughs> <laughs> yep. And then Forget just you. lit him up. Now this is something I missed last week, but 
Last, last week, we, I know there was a mass shooting in Canada of all places. Oh, I, you know what? That's right. I, yep, I, yep. Just, I forgot to talk about it too. Yes, but here, uh, yeah, but Bad it was host. crazy. Bad host. I mean, they this guy got so this Mister this scumbag got sixteen people, and he was going house to house. And you figure, well, we're in Canada. What's what's illegal in Canada? Almost everything Almost but a slingshot. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, and, and anybody who does manage to get something, it has to be permitted out the wazoo. Mm-hmm. And there's no telling, you know, how long it would take or how many people are willing to go through all that that yeah. mess to try and get a weapon to yep. defend themselves. So this guy was able to go house to house. Yes, on a Saturday on night, a Saturday. and apparently he was dressed. Similarly to a police officer, he, he was. He was dressed which, up. In now, a granted, that uniform. that that is an easy way to make people targets because you know, I see a police officer, I don't feel threatened. Exactly. My wallet may feel threatened if I'm on my car, but <laughs> other than that, you know, because yeah. I tend to have a little bit of a heavy foot sometimes. Sometimes. But yeah, so this guy went off on a shooting spree that lasted for hours, apparently, mm. and they were hunting him down, and nobody knew who he was or what he looked like, and he was driving a car that closely resembled the local police cars. Yeah, yeah. He, yep. So, I mean, he planned this, obviously. Oh, very much so. You know, he'd plan on what he was going to do. Yep. Now, of course, it's illegal to care, to possess any unregistered handgun or any kind of rapid-fire weapon in Canada. Yep. The country also requires training, personal risk assessment, it's two references, spousal notification, which is wow. completely unheard of. I mean, Why would you want to have to have your, tell your wife you're buying another gun? Wow. Right. I mean... I know no. guns. I know a guy. He, he came to me. He was shaking and sweating. He woke up. He said he woke up, and he had this horrible nightmare. That his wife has sold his guns for what he told her he paid for them. <laughs> <laughs> what a nightmare. <laughs> I was like, oh, my. Oh, geez. And there's a local gun store that has the offer for $4.95. They'll write you an extra receipt for whatever you want to show your you wife show. you paid for that gun. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. But so your spouse has to know. So there's no more sneaking a new gun in the house and pretending it was there all the time. <laughs> right. Where did this gun come from? Oh, I've had that one for years. That's an old one. I just dug it out of the back yeah, of the safe. Yeah, right. no, yeah. I just that's found that one in the boat accident. So this, they, they so in Canada, there's no surprises there for the for the spouses there. Nope. Let's assume spouses because there could be women who could sneak guns home too. I don't know. Not sure. Usually they would make the man feel guilty about her having to go out and get it herself somehow, and it would be their well, fault for even mentioning it. There are a lot of snowflakes in Canada. Did, yes. you, did you gentlemen ever watch the? Uh, Canadian Mounted Police Show. Dudley Do Right. Well, no. Oh, I've seen that one, yes. <laughs> yeah, but no, this was a regular, it was a regular. Uh, documentary? Docu- well, sort of, but I mean, it was a, it was, it was a no, show. it wasn't a documentary, was a but, you know, it was uh-huh. about the Mounted Police, and, uh, mm. you know, they wore the red mm-hmm. uniform. Red jackets, that's so the blood doesn't show. Right. Well, this is this is what I was about to get to. I, I was always concerned about how good they were <laughs> because they always had a chain going down or a deal going down the the gun so they wouldn't lose it, I guess. And, and well, I, they didn't want to surrender prematurely. <laughs> you need quick draw, and he's messing with and the deal with so it. he won't lose his weapon. and you wonder, well, how good are they? Well, if they well, have, if they sit on a horse, though, if that gun bounces out of their holster, you don't want to well, just end up on the ground. Were, that's why they were called the County Mounties and not Quick Draw McGraw. Oh, so. oh is that now? Do you guys yeah, remember now the? Ba- I got that clarified that far, didn't he? You remember the bad guy <laughs> from Dudley Do Right? 
I don't remember. He had a great name. Snidely Whiplash. Snidely Whiplash. <laughs> One oh, of the, that's wow. a really good uh, bad guy name. That is a good name. <laughs> it's going to be my new restaurant name. Reservation oh, okay. for Snidely, Snidely Whiplash. Whiplash. Mr. Whiplash. <laughs> Mr. Whiplash. And uh, when, are, when are we opening this? Uh, I got the beef. I like it. A Wagyu. We got oh. plenty of Wagyu ready to go. As long nice. as it's not Wuhan beef. It's not no, Wuhan. Not this is Wagyu. I'll take the Wagyu beef. Yeah, best I, in the I land. wondered, what is it, though? I wondered about that. When you eat wings in China, do you have to wonder what animal they came off of? I am absolutely sure. You better check which animal it came off of. And if I the mean, eye winks at you, you're in real trouble. I mean, are bat wings substituted for chicken wings sometimes? <laughs> no, they're well, too small. We, we have buffalo wings. They have Wuhan wings. That's right. You know, hey, take a chance if you want. But, but yeah, but this is, I mean, in Canada. I mean, you know, Canadians are very polite most of the time. This guy apparently didn't get the memo. No, apparently not. <laughs> shooting up all his neighbors yeah. over a, a long shooting spree overnight. He was probably in line for some surgery that he couldn't get, so he decided to, you know. But now the, the gun laws here were so restrictive in Canada that it's very difficult to get a weapon. So all these people were essentially waiting helplessly yeah, in their houses sitting for somebody ducks. to come help them. And if this guy was, sitting if ducks. this madman was supposed to come kick their door in, what are they going to do? Look, makeshift weapons is all I, they had. I don't care what you're holding your locked door with. You fire at it enough with a certain enough amount of rounds, and that door's going to open. Or that most most residential down, doors are not that strong, especially in Canada. Saying, yeah, that's what I'm saying, especially in Canada. So they're not going to stop a gunman from coming in. And half, you half the doors retaliate. in Canada, the locks don't work anyway. Well, this is true. <laughs> well, wait a second. How would you know that without experience? Oh, because I've I've seen a documentary where someone walked around in Canada and they just went to open they doors, just, just walked in and said hello to people because the doors were open. Most of them were just open because yep. they don't. So this this gunman didn't even have to knock. Well, now these people may have been alerted to this by at this time, but yeah. But what are you going to do? Shelter yeah. in place. Oh, that's right. <laughs> hide <laughs> under hide, hide under a table. <laughs> oh my goodness! Yeah, because yeah, no, I prefer to fire. Yeah, or at least, you know, if they had the opportunity to have a weapon to defend to defend themselves. I wonder how much sooner this guy could have been stopped had Canada had well, weapons as Americans do. Yeah, that many numbers. Do. I mean, think about it. You look at uh, our neighborhoods. If that were to happen, you think it'd make it past one or two houses? There's just no way. Yeah. I mean, once they got to somebody, and if anybody was left house. alive there, they'd start calling the neighbors, and neighbors would yep. would be, you know, nutting up. Exactly. You know, and my be neighbors ready to roll. they can call me, so, you know. Yeah. I mean, I got the phone numbers of a lot of my neighbors, and everything, yeah. and they have a little watch site and everything. They <clears throat> keep, keep abreast of situations. Excellent. So they can put out the word. That's right. If something were to happen, I mean, you know. Now, no, granted, no. you don't want to go overboard. We had one guy call the police because somebody had pulled in the wrong driveway to pick somebody up. Okay. Which, you know, I mean, well, now, granted, was, there's a snowflake in every neighborhood. They were home alone. It was, a, it was a, a woman. She was home alone. Somebody pulled in the driveway and just pulled all the way up the driveway and sat there and waited. And she's like, I don't know who these people are. Why are they in my driveway? You know, so, you know, I can understand that. I can, I can see it if she's home alone and has no way and, to And, you know, herself. investigation was done. It checked it out. And it turns out they just pulled into the wrong driveway. So there was no foul intention, no no, no malicious intent. I usually go out to greet people who turn into my driveway the wrong <laughs> and they, I don't, your shotgun arrival. I don't make it to the car. They usually back right out. Nope, wrong house. 
Yeah, I've had it happen to my house before. People pulled in and they go, oh, is this the so-and-so house? It's, it's like, uh, no, next door. It's happened to me now. I just let the Dukester go out and, you know, he's yeah. a 90-pound. Well, this one time I got out, these he two little girls, these two teenage girls got out of the car. And this so-and-so's house? I was like, next door. And I'm figuring, okay, we know whose parents oh, are out of town. <laughs> oh, come on. And uh, we know how that went. But I do have a pool. No. But anyway, <laughs> we're going to take a break again real quick. This is Locked and Loaded. I'm Roger B. with my special guest, Victor Armanderes, and you're listening to America's Web Radio. Whether cruising the Strip at a 57 Chevy or taking the family on a vacation in a 71 Oldsmobile Vista Cruiser, you need to tune in to Classic Cars with Steve Ronaldo and Jim Weber every Saturday from 8 to 9 a.m. on AmericasWebRadio.com. Perhaps you are struggling to cope with the disease of addiction. If not, you probably know a family member or friend that needs help in battling the cravings and the personal and professional damage done by the effects of drugs or alcohol. Get a pen and paper and be ready to write down the following. These are the issues that the trained staff at the Atlanta Healing Center address and treat every day. Their doctors and counselors with over 40 years of practice in the field of addiction can treat the suffering individual in a thoughtful, compassionate, and experienced manner and guide him or her along the path to recovery. So call 770-696-9862 and speak to a knowledgeable staff member about how you or your loved one can be helped to enjoy a better and healthier life. More information is also available on the website at www.AtlantaHealingCenter.com. Hello, I'm Dr. Mike Karuchak. Have you ever wondered what doctors talk about amongst themselves? If you do, join us on the Doctor's Lounge and hear the doctors' conversations amongst themselves. Join me and my co-host, Dr. Hal Schertz, every Thursday morning, 8 to 9 a.m. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And we're back one more time. This is America's Web Radio. I'm Roger B. You're listening to Locked and Loaded with my special guest, Victor Armanderes from On Point with Victor. Woo-hoo. Now, I, a, I did mention. Well, yes? Oh, I was just going to say, I have a really funny story if you want to mention. Or I Go for mention. it. Yeah, let's, let's get um, something out to make people laugh. So uh, the city of Chicago feels like uh, apparently that they don't need to be told that they can go back to business as normal because there are uh, parties going on in Chicago that are being busted by officials. Quarantine parties. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Houses packed with people and strippers. <laughs> and, um, and they're not social distancing. Well, how are you going to put enough people in a house to have a party without with social distancing? Oh, yeah, but are they wearing masks? Uh, and I bet they weren't wearing masks. That's a good question. And if the strippers wearing a mask, where exactly are the masks positioned? Yeah, like, well, choiry minds want to know how, how, how many would they need? <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, you know, uh, I hey, look, you know, I said it before. Even liberals will push back. When government pushes too far. Too far, yes. I mean, because people know. There's, yeah. you know, you got to have some freedom left. You can't take it all away. And it looks like this was almost a test to see how far people would let the government go. You know, and granted, using the virus as a fear factor worked brilliantly. By reporting numbers that were so far off that people were panicked that this was like an Ebola outbreak, you know, instead of a respiratory flu right. or respiratory infection. yes. It's it's it was brilliant on their part to, to test things to see how how it was going, but next time if you want something to help take away the stress of all this 
quarantine stuff and you need something to kill zombies with, <laughs> the guys at Demolition Ranch Woo-hoo. have designed and made a four-barrel, 12-gauge shotgun. Well, okay, first of all, the name of the ranch is great. I'm going to have to use that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Look at their videos. They do all kinds of crazy stuff on there. They blow stuff up constantly. And I love the Keltec. So now you're telling me there's a four-barrel. Well, let let me explain (laughs) because you're going to love to hear this. I got to hear this. Well, okay. He took a a DP-12, which a DP-12 is a double-barrel, double-feed tube shotgun. That sold production oh, models. DB, not DP. DP okay, continue. DP12, I think, yes. <laughs> DP. And it has two barrels and two feed tubes. So that's two barrels. Uh-oh. You rack it once and you fire twice. And you keep doing that rack once, fire twice. Okay. But before this, you know, this guy decided, you know what? I wonder if I could make one of these. So he took two Remington 870s, which are standard pump action Remington shotguns, and he attached them together. One was a left handed model and one was a right handed model. I like it already. So the ejection came out of both sides of the gun when he ejected the empty shells because the left-handed one shot to the left, right-handed one shot to the right. And they're making videos with this? Oh, yeah, yeah. There's a video out there. It will not Find be it. long. We're going Quas- to... Quad barrel shotgun. In the next alone <laughs> movie, this gun will be used. Yes. No, so then he took this one apart. He had the Remington 870, which was like the Remington... He called it the Remington 1740. 870 times two. Yeah, right. <laughs> and it were, he held it together with bolts. So he had these bolts going through with washers. And it would work. It would rack and everything. And it would fire. That's great. But then he decided, you know what? We have this DP-12, which is a double barrel, mm-hmm. double feed tube, single trigger single shotgun. Trigger. Okay. So then let's take these Remington 870s apart, put them onto the sides of the DP-12, <laughs> and strap all four of them together. <laughs> oh, that's just That sounds like pure, pure music. And they took the, 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 the pump handles, lined them up, tied them together with a handle so you could rack uh, all four of them at one time. Four. <laughs> that is going to end up on the movie. Oh, it, it was it awesome. To. you got to see the video. It was so much fun to watch. Mm. And then when he ejects, you know, all two of them, two of them shoot out the shoot bottom, out the two bottom of them shoot out the, shoot sides. the sides. Four shells I all just spraying out of this thing. I want to use that for skeet shooting. Yeah, on every round. On every round. But yeah, it was. It's a brilliantly done. It's. It was so much fun to watch these guys put this thing together. I gotta look that up. Yeah, it was fun. So basically, this twelve, 12 quad barrel, twelve gauge shotgun fires a wall of lead. And I suppose your question is: Is a four barrel good or bad? Uh, do you even have to ask? That's right. If two barrels are good, four then barrels four are better. Four is better. Oh. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, Get all the manly grunts out now because oh, this is a cool gun. Yeah, but you go go watch their video. It was really fun to watch. Now, granted, this is not a production gun yet. It's not for sale, so don't go on GunBroker trying to buy one because they're not there yet. This was just a, a gun they put together, probably just for fun. And fun it was. Uh, we have a listener that wants to know why we let his young son cut our hairs. <laughs> Oh, well, the quarantine thing. Well, yeah, I couldn't find anybody else that was open. I tried, I tried carotene, but the quarantine seems to work better. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, this is something I brought up a while back. I'm going to do it one more time real quick. Connecticut lawmaker is proposing a 35% tax on ammunition. Now, how can they do this? You wonder, okay, no, the, hmm. you know, because taxing firearms excessively would be considered 
infringing on Second Amendment rights, which you're beginning to wonder if there's anybody who's not infringing on Second Amendment rights. Yeah. Well, but imagine putting a 35% tax on every bullet you buy. I'm pretty sure that won't hold up constitutionally. No, I don't think it will. Trying. They're going to try, though. And the thing is, I'm looking at this going, how many other little taxes can they pass along the way and start them small and build them up once, you know, like the boiling frog? Yeah. You know, you just put the frog in the cold water and turn up the heat a little time. He'll sit there till he boils. You yep. throw him in the hot water, he jumps right out. Yep. They're going to slowly boil this frog until they get these tax on ammunition, tax on guns, tax on gun accessories. They're going to slowly boil this frog until they get the gun control they really want. All in the name of taking away your constitutional right. No, no, no. They're providing safety Uh, for the community. This is a safety issue. Somehow me not protecting myself is safety. That's right. That's right. Because if nobody has a gun, everybody is safe. So if I can bring a gun to a gun, I mean a knife or a bat to a gunfight, somehow I'm safe. Yeah, that's right, absolutely. Yeah. Or a power saw, yeah. <laughs> chainsaw. Let's go. Let's let's go. Let's go bigger. Go home. Yeah, go, 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 go home. <laughs> I guess so. Someone waving a chainsaw around scares me way more than someone waving a gun around. I'll take the four barrel shotgun, please. That's right, <laughs> the wall of lead. <laughs> but this is just something you're gonna have to be aware of. Look for this because a lot of communities not only. Do they do this as a gun control measure? But they say it's a way for the communities to raise money. Of course. It's a, well, it comes back to the uh, – these aren't taxes. They're investments. Investments in our community. Okay, well, I don't want you investing in taking away my rights. Oh, come on. Like you don't need them anymore. <laughs> the Constitution is null and void in the event of a uh, pandemic, by the way. Apparently. I missed that clause. <laughs> I, you know, I have a copy of the Constitution sitting on my coffee table. I usually carry a pocket Constitution. That was the, six, that was the 69th Amendment where everybody gets screwed. <laughs> gets screwed. Man <laughs> <laughs> doesn't enjoy it. Oh, oh my goodness. Golly. I, yeah, I missed that clause. Now, there was one quick story in California you have to come up with. At one point, I think it was I don't think it was over the weekend even. I think it was Saturday I heard about it. I'm not sure. I think it happened on Friday. But apparently a judge there had determined that the California ID law for ammunition was unconstitutional and that it was struck down. All right. Which means California residents could order ammunition to be shipped to their houses again. No so ID card necessary. You don't have to have a permit to buy ammo. So do it now. Nope. Too late. They already reversed it. Oh, of course. So it, 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 it was reversed like that. And Monday they reversed it again. So we were back to not being able to order anything. And on what grounds did they reverse it? Uh, uh, on account, I think they're going for an appeal. And they put, yeah, an, so injunction put an injunction in the meantime until they could do the appeal. We're going to so. put an injunction on your Second Amendment right. What stops them from putting an injunction on the first? Or the third, or the fourth. Or the Nothing. Fifth. Apparently, they they did that. Wow. We saw that happen. Well, no gatherings of more than ten actually, people, more than two people, more than three people. Basically, put an injunction on the United States Constitution. Yeah, that's right. Oh, because oh, we're gonna it's it's null and void if there's a pandemic. If yeah, and again, I missed that clause. I know, I but that uh, that's just something. I mean, California. I mean, you had it. Now, I don't know if you guys remember, but they repealed the magazine ban for an entire week. It went repealed, where they could get any size magazine you want. No restrictions on magazine anymore. All the full-capacity mags were available in California and the high-capacity. Now, when I say high-capacity, I mean over-standard capacity, like a 50, 60, 100-round drum. That's a high-capacity magazine. Not a 30-round mag for an AR. That's standard capacity. Standard. But, uh, yeah, and that was repealed for a week, and during that week – 
Californians, I'm so Way very nuts. proud of you. <laughs> 1.3 million magazines went into the state of California in one week. And they like even it. said anything placed on order during that week would be allowed to be shipped to the, to the as people. As long as it was placed that week. As long as it was placed during that you week, know, they were able it, to get that done. It gives me hope to see that many uh, freedom-loving people in California. I know. And this is just now, if they had passed the magazine ban... Our ammo supply probably would have dried up. Oh, I mean, man. if they passed the ammo, the ammo yeah, card the ammo ban, card, yeah. the ammo supply would have dried up for, for probably two in months. Seconds. Yeah. These people would have been ordering cases of stuff. He would have had you know trucks unloading pallets to people's houses in California. <laughs> it would have been the best UPS and FedEx trucks ever. Oh my God! They would have had to reinforce all the suspension on those things. But unfortunately, before anybody could get the first box of ammo shipped to them. They reversed the decision with, by the by the beginning of the next week. And it's funny because I saw some sites that were saying, okay, we can now ship ammo to California. We're taking your orders. Oh. And then they had to reverse the orders, send all the money back before they could even yeah, ship the first box. Ship you know, uh, even though the orders were in, they're not allowing them to ship any orders that were already placed. And these are so-called elected representatives who feel they have that much power. Power, yes. Well, the – And, hey, the people of California, they're going to keep voting for these idiots. Well, you know, they say, you know, when you if you stab yourself in the, with a knife enough times, eventually you'll say, hey, this hurts. I should stop. I should stop. You know, you don't hit your hand with a hammer too many what, times. What point? That, look, California stabbed themselves now for about 50 years straight. So uh, at what point? <laughs> yeah. Maybe not 50. Well, now the economy's oh. trash. They owe their billions of dollars in debt. Mm. The movie industry is leaving in droves. Yeah, they've been doing that. Anyway. Coming to Georgia, Louisiana, Florida, all these other freer states. Because they can get it done for less money yeah, and get it done with less restrictions, less uh, permitting. Lower taxes actually attracts production. Imagine mm. that. Imagine All right. Well, that. we're going to have to wrap it up. This is America. I'm Roger B., and you've been listening to Locked and Loaded. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.